podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And we are live. Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back to a brand new Anfield Talk podcast. For the first time ever, we are live on YouTube. So make sure you press that subscribe button. Make sure you like the stream. Make sure you interact with the comments, everything we talk about in the show. Uh, we've got a lot to get through. Nine goals to be exact, as well as a lot of sentiment talk. Um, but yeah, all of this, uh, all of this store for everything you're seeing now on the screen wouldn't have been possible without our sponsor sporting in. So, you know, it's the best football app on the market at the minute. Um, from live scores to interactive play ratings, you can make your own lineups, you know, you can have group chats, you can do everything on there football related. So make sure you download Sporting in using the link in the description to join the TAT group chat. All of us lot are in there. At the minute, we're talking about midfielders, discussing who we want. And um, yeah, the conversation is pretty good. It's a lot better than a few days ago. Let's just say that. But yeah, thank you, Sporting once again for sponsoring our podcast. And uh, yeah, use the link in the description to download the app. So boys, I'm once again joined by Connor. How are we? Oh, good. Thank you, mate. Buzzing from yesterday. I can, I've got, I can get my words out today. That's a, that's a change yeah. from, uh, from yesterday. So, yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely the same, mate. I think it's good to let a day go by and then think about it and then you, you're in a good state of mind to talk about it. But we're also joined by a man who saw all nine goals unfold right in front of his very eyes. Jamie is back on the panel today. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate, very good. Still buzzing after yesterday. Bit bit in shock, to be honest. Still hasn't sunk in. We scored nine goals. That's how it does sound a bit mad, but um yeah, it was reality and it, it was amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. Watching it at home, it was just so fun. Like after what we'd seen for the first three games of the season to go into that, it was literally like one one extreme to the other, as far as you can get. So yeah, guys, make sure you leave your comments as well. Everything we talk about, we're going to uh, discuss the game first of all. Then we're going to get into the chat, which everyone I'm assuming is in there for. Centre mid signings, all that good stuff. We've got Sky in the building. How are you, mate? No team will let a good player leave this late. We'll have to overpay and I don't see ourselves signing anyone. Listen, like I said, that's a good point, but we are going to discuss that after we've um, spoken about the goal. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the game first and then we'll uh, go into that. But, Jamie, I'm coming to you, mate, because... As a young lad yourself, right, you've been to many Liverpool games. You've had a season ticket for a number of years. I'm pretty confident, and correct me if I'm wrong, you would never have seen anything like that at Anfield. Like, how <laughs> was it being there, seeing nine goals go in in front of you? Yeah, it, it was quite it was quite unbelievable, to be fair. You, you, obviously, the first two went in after six minutes. So you're thinking, hang on, we're... The, what what's going to happen here? How many are we going to get? And normally, a Jurgen Klopp team gets it out of sight and then they chill out a little bit. We have Newcastle on Wednesday. Maybe your eyes looking at that when you're four or five nil up going into half time. But what I loved about it is we didn't stop. We, we had a massive chip on our shoulder with coming back from obviously the re, the result last Monday, which we won't talk about. But we all know we we wanted to prove a point. And we just kept going, kept pushing. Um, unfortunately, sounds so ungrateful. But if that tenth went in, it would have been absolute <laughs> scenes. That we, everyone was yeah. chanting it. Um, but it honestly, was it was just a good time. It was nice to watch us without stressing about about certain players or about the team. You could just watch us free flow. Two goals in in six minutes helped it massively, and it was just honest. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything like nine goals um, all to us as well. So it was amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, me and Connor have already spoken about it, mate. But, you know, like I said, after days gone by and maybe you've seen the goals back, maybe you've watched the highlights again. Yeah, for us, mate, watching it at home, yeah, like I said, it was it was still amazing. Don't get me wrong, because everything we'd seen in the first few weeks. So how was it for you, mate? What was your experience like seeing all those goals going? I watched it till I fell asleep. I think I watched <laughs> match of the day about seven times yesterday. It's, First time uh, I've watched it this season, mate. First time. <laughs> no, I always watch that today. Um, to be fair, Jamie's spot on with what he says. It was nice to relax a little bit. It was nice to sort of, when you saw the first two goals go in, you felt, let's settle down a little bit now. It looks more like a Liverpool side, obviously, with Lewis Diaz scoring early. But I, I sort of echo what, what Jamie said in the sense from watching it at home. I think, you know, 
the chances to have the tenth or to get the tenth were there. We spoke about it yesterday. The Salah chance from the Firmino flick, the Harvey Elliott ball in. You know, that's a that's 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 a goal normally. If we're talking if we're talking Salah and, and talking prime Salah, that's a goal there. And there's other chances during the game where we where we could have scored and you know we were on the front foot for the entire game really. I didn't think Bournemouth really had a sniff at all within the game. So no I'm it's it's a nice it's a nice response, and I think, as we spoke about last week, it's the response that we needed, and I believe it's the response we deserved. You know, we've yeah. we've stood by this team in highs and lows. You know, if you've if you've been a fan your whole life, like I have for, for twenty years, you know, I've seen a lot of lows, and and it's it's good to now see the highs and and sort of feel the high because, you know, that's what this club's about. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there, you know, saying that's the reply we needed. I remember saying before the game, yes, I want the three points, of course. Getting the first three points on the board is the most important thing right now. We haven't won a game, even if it's a 1-0, deflected goal, whatever, we need the three points. But on the other hand, I said we need the performance to go with it, in my opinion. Like, we needed that game. It couldn't have come at a better time playing Bournemouth at home yesterday. Um, you know, they'd got slapped by Man City and Arsenal. So for us to play them at home in front of a, you know, a, a sellout crowd, which it always is at Anfield, by the way, but um, it was just a great opportunity for us to kickstart the season and ahead of what I think will be a tougher game. Well, it obviously will be a tougher game on Wednesday night. That is what we needed, the confidence booster. You know, those boys must have gone home, the young lads especially. There's a comment on here, which I saw um, a minute ago. Um where is it? I can't find it. Here we go. The two young lads, so impressive and refreshing to watch. Absolutely. Those boys yesterday, Harvey in the first half, Fabio in the second half, absolutely immense, the pair of them. And we're going to we're gonna get onto those two in detail in just a bit later. But that, for me, was the standout of that game, to be honest. And I own, look, the comments are going crazy about centre mids. We all know we need a centre mid. Everybody knows we need a centre mid. We're going to have to get some mods on here. So if anybody wants to be a mod, get at me. But um, listen... That's not that's not right off the one we have, the starboard that we have, Harvey Elliott, because he's good enough to start for us, in my opinion. Like he's immense. He's shown his quality time and time again. Last season before his big injury. This season, in my opinion, he's been our best player. Um and we'll see what happens with him, but I'm I'm very positive about him. But we're gonna break into some of the goals now. Uh I told the boys probably not gonna speak about all nine because we'll we'll be here until midnight. Uh we're gonna pick and choose some of the ones because let's be real, some of them weren't uh that you know special. But I think the Diaz one, like Jamie said, is a good place to start. So I'm gonna come to you, mate. Three minutes in. Um starts from Bobby kind of sorting his feet out, taking the ball past that defender, and then it's a beautiful ball into Diaz and a bit of criticism has been like lingering over Diaz for some time now about his end product or his goal scoring attributes or whatever. So for me, and in, I want to hear from you as well, how good and how important is it now that we are seeing Luis Diaz put these chances away? I mean, he, he was already doing it last season, but he's starting off this season like it couldn't have been any better is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, how do you think that's going to you know impact his confidence moving forward, mate? Yeah, I, I had no doubt about his his goal scoring ability. Look at his form in Portugal: fourteen goals in eighteen games. I think it was in the league before we signed him. <laughs> fourteen goals in January is very impressive, and that's now made it three in four uh, in the Premier League this season. So, his goal scoring record for me is really good. Obviously, his goal yesterday was fantastic. Great work from Bobby. I I actually thought to myself, is it? Am I watching? Diogo Jota or Luis Diaz here with it with that header because he he rose the power on his header was fantastic. It was really good to see, but it's good to see him in them positions because that that's like the positions that normally Nunes would take up as your number nine and and head them in. So we did really well, and obviously Bobby dropping him worked a treat for to give Diaz that space uh, yesterday. So yeah, fantastic goal. No doubt that his goals will come. He's a fantastic player. He's just so exciting to watch when you see the ball. You know something's going to happen. Um, and yeah, great goal. Absolutely. Um, and he went on to score another one later on, another header. And there's quite the comparison there you made with Jota because I did see um, a similarity in, in that element with his heading attribute yesterday. And it's really good to see, to be honest. And Connor, I wonder if you, if you had any input there, mate, regarding Luis Diaz's goal scoring form. Uh, not really. Jamie hit the nail on the head there, I think. 
I don't think any of us doubted Luis Diaz. I think we were, <coughs> excuse me, we were anything, if anything, we were shocked with how well he started um, at Liverpool. I think that's something we can take from this is that he was immense from the get-go. And I think that's why some of us, you know, had an issue with Nunes when he initially joined because we expected or we now expect players to excel immediately in the Liverpool shirt purely because of what Luis Diaz done. I mean, he was superb. I think his first game was against Cardiff. I think we spoke about it previously. You know, he was, was it was it Cardiff, I believe, in the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup? You know, he was yeah. he was immense from the get-go. And you, you never once doubted him. He's been, he's been the key in our front three since he joined in January. And he's only going to get better. It does improve his confidence. You're right. But like Jamie said, that's three and four now. You know, he's he's close to he's close to almost a goal a game. So he's got every capability of being the star man in that front three if Salah sort of starts to tail off a little bit. But I don't think that'll happen. I think if anything, Salah not having a contribution yesterday will make him or will probably see a very, very, very strong Salah against Newcastle purely because he wants that goal and purely because he wants to show yeah. that he is the best at what he can do. So I think Wednesday we were in for a treat with Salah. All UFPL merchants in the chat that probably <laughs> think they're very good at fantasy. I, I would captain Salah on, on Wednesday. But um, no, like I said, I'm really impressed with Diaz since, since the get-go. And he's got every single chance to be the best Liverpool forward this season. Completely agree with everything you both said there. You know, went to the the Carabao no the Carabao final at Wembley uh, courtesy of my mate Jamie in the, in the in the pod today but um Luis Diaz in that game mate was electric honestly he was cooking Reese James all game long and like you say he's just coming here 6 months ahead of time because let's let's remember we were supposed to sign him in this window um and i think that just did him the world of good he came in into a team that was less real already doing fantastically well. He settled in, fitted like a glove to our system and the way we play. He's got the passion, which I know a lot of people joke about, but it is a factor when we sign players. And yeah, you know, everything we, we've we've seen from him so far, everything we've heard from our mate Pipe Sierra, it's just been exciting. And long mate continue, like you said, and he's still young. He's still got, I think, a long way to go before he reaches his prime, which is scary for me. And just touching on the comment that Connor made about Salah there, scoring nine goals and Salah doesn't get a goal contribution. Like, I saw people laughing at Salah for not scoring a goal yesterday. That's a positive. That we scored nine goals in a game and our biggest goal scorer in the last five years hasn't didn't get one. So, for me, it was a big positive. I didn't mind it. And the fact that Salah laughed it off, I think <laughs> that was like... Well, you know that meme where like the guy's dead angry on the inside, but then he's got a mask on the outside and he's laughing. I think that was Sally yesterday. I think he was actually fuming that he didn't I score. Think, but... I think the best one, I think the best one that I saw mid-game was we were, I think it was about six or seven nil. And it was the same one that you put out um against United when it was like poking that poking with a stick saying, Come on, do something. Yeah. And it was it was Salah related, obviously, but that was <laughs> that was towards fantasy. But that, stuff like that, you know, the fact that you, I think you've nipped the nail on the head like like you say with us that nine goals and he's not contributed in one of them. No assist, no goal. Yeah, in, in the build up play he was involved, but you don't get you don't get stats for that. So that's that's promising in no. itself. Absolutely. And just before we continue guys, as you can see at the bottom, we are on the road to two hundred and fifty subscribers and we've just hit loads since we've been on air. So thank you very much if you have subscribed to us. Uh, we really appreciate it, but let's see if we can hit 250. It's a long shot, but let's see if we can hit 250 whilst in the stream. How incredible would that be to mark the first stream? Uh, but yeah, big up to everyone in the chat. I see comments, and we're going to get into the, the centre mid stuff very shortly, I promise you. Um, next up for me is my favourite goal of the day, to be honest, and I'm going to start with this one. Harvey Elliott, a player I've been waxing lyrical over since, I think it was... Was it Aston Villa that absolutely battered us 5-0? And Harvey, was it 5-0? I can't remember. There was a cup yeah, game. When cup. We, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sat, like, all the main players were away. And then mm -hmm. I think Harvey played in that game. And everyone was like, oh, they lost 5-0. But Harvey was like the best player on the pitch on that day. And ever since then, I just knew that this kid had it. And back then, I think he was 16. 
like barely 16 as well. He was like a, a young 16-year-old. And ever since, you know, his whole spell at Blackburn on loan and everything that happened after that, when he came in, started doing really well, then his heartbreaking injury. Just seeing how well this guy is doing at 19 years of age, like he's special. He's a special, special talent and we shouldn't underestimate how good he's going to be for us and how important he's going to be for us this season. And the way he struck that yesterday was absolutely unbelievable. But then when I, I realised the reason as to why he broke down after, it just like made my heart warm because like this, this lad lost his nan a few days before or a week before or something like that. For him to get that moment yesterday was absolutely special for him and I couldn't be more happier for him. Um, young kid, he's been through a lot already in his career. Um, so for me, that was my favourite goal. That was my favourite moment of the game. Seeing that, the maturity in this lad is just oozing right now. You can see it when he plays with these guys, when he plays with Trent, you can see it. Like They all help him bring the best out of him. He's playing at his absolute peak right now for his age, by the way. But yeah, for me, he's a, he's a top, 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 top player. And people that might not see it yet, i.e. rival fans, but let me tell you, they will see it soon. So um, yeah, Jamie, mate, you know, it was his first Premier League goal. You were fortunate enough to be there. So when he's like, you know, the best centre mid in the world in 10 years time, you can <laughs> say you was there at that game. So how is it for you, mate, from where you were sat? You must have got a great view of that. Yeah, it was quite unexpected because it was a snapshot, really, wasn't it? He, he didn't take a touch. He just swung his left boot at it and it was a fantastic finish. But what what a kid. He's, he's living everyone's dream of being a Liverpool fan, but he just represents us so well. That interview at the end was was so awful to hear about his nan and stuff. But the, the, the fact he scored and obviously explains his celebration of him, of him getting emotional I, I have I absolutely love love him and he's gonna go so far the the desire he has for Liverpool Football Club there's no chance he moves on so we've got a gem for for until he retires I believe um and he's got a massive legacy ahead of him but the goal was fantastic didn't take a touch knew where he was placing it curled it in Travis had no chance uh, and yeah uh, brilliant to see do you have anything to add mate to our Absolute star boy. We touched on, I think we touched on it yesterday, really. It was, yeah, I think Jamie has, has said everything that we, we sort of said yesterday, but I'll reiterate it. I don't see Harvey Elliott moving on. I think if he continues to be the best player he can be, the, the, the player that he is at the moment, he'll excel in the Liverpool shirt and you can't see him going anywhere else. And, and I think Jamie's spot on with that. You just, he supports Liverpool. We, we saw the true emotion yesterday with how much it meant to him, not only obviously to score at Anfield, but obviously because of his nan and everything like that. And that's moments like that you don't forget in life, obviously. And moments yeah. like that for him are going to be special and it's going to be confidence boosting. You know, if Klopp goes on to play him on Wednesday, I think we'll see him thrive again because you, you, you just, when this side is full of confidence, what a side it is. And I think that, I think we can all agree with that. So mm. the star boy is is incredible, and I think he's going to be very special for us. And if he does choose us for the rest of the rest of his career, and and goes on to retire with us, think about our midfield in two three years if the Benningham deal goes through. You know, uh, players like that that we can bring in. It was just yeah, it's in it's an incredible future to think about. Absolutely, and we're just going to touch on two more of the goals before we we move on, guys. So. We are going to address all your comments, all your questions regarding transfers. We're going to have a big discussion about that. Um, the other two goals I wanted to touch on, because we've spoken about most of the players that have scored, to be honest, but um, Alexander-Arnold. And for me, you know, it was, again, good to see him score because he's been under a lot of scrutiny. He's had a poor start to the season for his standards, let's be honest. He scored in the Community Shield and then it just went kind of pear-shaped for me um, after that. And Again, goal scoring and assisting and going forward is, is is not what we ever doubt with this kid. You know, we know he's got that in abundance. So seeing that, don't you know, it's not a surprise to me that he can score those kind of goals. We know he can hit him. We know he can drive forward the ball and cause problems. But for him now to get that goal, to get that first goal contribution ticked off, again, I think it's a similar theme to what we've been talking about for Diaz, uh, for Firmino, for all those guys. I feel that that's going to be a big boost for him now because we haven't seen him get one in the league yet in terms of a goal or an assist. So, 
Yeah, I, I think it's massive. The strike was absolutely incredible. He actually lost the ball, didn't he, earlier on. Then uh, he gets it back, plays a one-two with Firmino and then bangs it in. So, yeah, um, Jamie, what a special player, eh? Yeah, yeah, the, nothing he'll do will ever surprise us anymore. We know how he can hit a ball and he's, he's hit it superbly. Like you said, that the, the main thing about the goal for me was was him winning it back. He played a silly ball to Henderson where he's yeah. just not looked up and then he presses their defender, gets the ball back. Uh, but I love Firmino in the in the goal. He got a lot of criticism at Old Trafford for for dropping deep, and I, I I admit I thought it was it was a horrendous performance from Firmino at Old Trafford. But he dropped deep yesterday, but in a completely different manner. He, he wasn't playing playing in our own half. He was playing just outside the box. And if you get Firmino just outside the box, playing them one twos and the, the the little clever touches and the flicks that he does, he's untouchable. And the the little layoff was fantastic. He drew the defender out, give Trent that yard of space to hit it. And when you give Trent a bit of space to shoot, that you're going to get punished. But yeah, what a kid. Like I said, you, you can't be surprised by him anymore. Anything he can do, he's, he's brilliant. Absolutely, mate. And just going to go to you, Connor, straight away with a different question. I want to just talk, talk about Firmino for a couple of minutes, just finishing off about the game yesterday, because, again, we could be here talking till midnight about the goals and everything, but there's always there's stuff to talk about in this show. But Firmino has been... Again, a player that's been heavily criticised. Um, his contract's running out in the summer. And I know it's Bournemouth at home. I get it. You know, it's not really a surprise that he played well. But what would you do if it was up to you? Do you think that this this team's still got a place for Roberto Firmino in some capacity? Or do you think it's kind of like, it's probably best to let him go and move on? So if, if you're in charge, mate, what do you do with Roberto Firmino now? I think you keep Roberto Firmino anyway. I think... No matter how he played yesterday, I think if he had continued to be good for a large period of this season, I'd keep him no matter what. You know, as as we always say, strength in numbers. When you've got Diaz, Nunes, Salah, that's probably your starting three next season. If we don't sign anyone else, obviously, then you've got, you know, Jota, Harvey Elliott can play on the wing, Fabio Carvalho, Roberto Firmino. I think he's that older head that these players could use and these players could could get experience from. You know, this is a man that's played in our side week in, week out for, for ages, for a long time. Obviously, towards the end of the season last year, he didn't. But if it was me, I'd keep him all day long. Even if it's in a one even if it's on a one year extension until we bring in another player potentially or one or two year extension. I just think he should definitely be a Liverpool player next year. I agree. I think the Cups, especially the Carabao, the FA Cup, having him in those games is going to be massive. You know, we've got Derby County, haven't we, coming up in, I think, November. So, you start him in that game, he, he's going to cook. So, Jamie, do you agree just before we move on to centre mids? Yeah, absolutely love Bobby. I'll hate it when he goes. The person he is, he's always smiling. He's never complaining. I can imagine he's great to be around. And yeah, I'd keep Bobby till he's 50 just to have him around and just to see him keep smiling and doing them fancy dances when he scores. Um, I absolutely love him. But yeah, exactly what Connor says. He's actually he's actually really important. Now, our game is definitely going to adapt to a different for a, to a different way with Nunes uh, coming in where, when he's not headbutting people and he's playing 90 minutes I'm sure we'll adapt <laughs> but we 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 seen yesterday that when Firmino's on his game Liverpool are firing and he's still that player that when he's playing well everyone's playing well and uh, and that 9-0 was massively credit to Roberto Firmino yesterday so I'd love to keep him Great I agree with everything you guys have just said and we're going to leave it there in terms of talking about the game yesterday because Let's face it, everybody, everybody's seen it. Everybody's watched the highlights. Everybody knows how good we were. So there's not really much give point the people what they lingering want, on. Yeah, let's give the people what they want. <laughs> and we are going to start talking about sentiments now. Um, so leave your comments, who you want to sign, who you think we should sign, who your preferred choice will be. We're all going to give our preferred choices, maybe some dream choices, maybe some realistic ones. Uh, but we've got a few comments here. Um, this first one was from Jake. And says he says, "Come on, lads! What are your sources saying on the midfielder?" Now, we will say if the if TAT have news, 
the followers will be the first to know. So first of all, make sure you're following. Make sure you've got your notifications on because when we have them green circles ready, it hits different. Like I still have my notifications on for TAT on my personal account. And when I see a green circle, it still gets me excited. So make sure you do that. But based on the people who TAT speak to, people that are close to you know the guys running it, it looks like Yuri Tillemans, as of right now, is the most likely centre mid to sign for Liverpool. Now, obviously, anything can change. Um, you know, we, we've been linked with Frankie, Ruben, Ruben Neves, um, Caicedo, Brighton. But right now, it seems like the most realistic choice, the realistic option is Yuri Tillemans. And I'm going to go to both of these guys here to talk about this right now. But let me know in the comments, if we sign Yuri Tillemans, what would your reaction be? Do you think he'd fit us? You know, have you got any concerns if we was going to sign him? Do you think he'd fit in? Just let me know your thoughts, guys. We'll get your comments on the screen and we'll just, yeah, we'll have one big discussion. So, Connor, first of all, if it was your Tillemans, how would, how would you feel about that? I think it would be an exciting, an exciting signing. I think it's not who I would have gone with originally. I think it may annoy a few people. I know Arsenal were in the bid to, to have him and I know that, you know, if we are to get him, it will be it will be a hijacking of that. I like Yuri Tiedemans. I've seen videos about him. You know, where his his, his positional play and, and tracking back is, isn't perfect, but you know, with time, and I think he's a well-rounded midfielder. Um, if there is any problems within his positional play and his and his work ethic, I purely think that's based on the fact that he doesn't want to be at Leicester anymore. Um, I think we've seen a few times this season already people are making highlights about Yuri Tielemans, um, you know, because he's not been great. I just think it's because he doesn't want to be there. I think, you know, there's been all this speculation since I think last summer that he was going to move to Arsenal, he was going to get a move somewhere else. You know, yeah. the guy just wants to leave. And I think I, I heard um, I heard Ian Wright say it last night about um, Raheem Sterling. A happy player is a good player. And if it means that if it means that Yuri Tielemans is going to be happy in a Liverpool shirt, we'll get the best out of him. And I know Klopp will get the best out of him. That's the most important thing. I think it was 10, 11 goal contributions last season. I think he played, I think he played 36 games. So he missed two games all season. That gives us a positive on the injury sort of and the reliability of him. You know, he has that in the tank where he didn't get injured last year. Touchwood, if he becomes a little player, he doesn't get the injury curse that some players have had. But he wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, I think we all would have known our first choice. And I think we all were dreaming for a little bit after Fabrizio come out today and said we weren't signing, who we'll probably get onto uh, uh, during the rest of this, this stream. But I like Yuri Tielemans. He's a well-rounded midfielder. He's got Premier League experience as well. So yeah. positive. It's positive. FA Cup final goal as well. Um, yeah. But yeah. Harley, he's 25, mate, so still got his, his peak years ahead of him. And I find that crazy, to be honest, because I feel like Yuri Tillemans' name has been around for 10 years. Like, it's mad, and he's still only 25, so it's crazy. Um, yeah, my opinion on Yuri Tillemans, completely agree with what you said. Wouldn't have been my first choice. Out of all the players we were linked with, obviously, the dream world, Frankie De Jong walks into the axe tomorrow. Like, let's not, let's not, you know, make a mistake about it, but... I wanted Ruben Neves so much, to be honest. I think that he would be absolutely perfect for us um, as the six, as the eight. Goals out of nothing like we saw today. I was literally talking to my brother about Ruben Neves and how good he'd be for us. And then he goes and does that. And I was like, well, there you are. So um, I just feel like for Ruben Neves now, Wolves will want 80 to 100 million, you know what I mean? To to get a player in this late in the window. Um, I know they, they did sign... Um, the lad that everyone everyone wanted, but listen, there's 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 a lot more options out there, but we'll see what happens. Just to clarify, with your Tillemans, um, it comes from sources close to him in Belgium and his agency. Nothing from the Liverpool side yet, so we'll see what happens. We'll keep a close eye on it. Like I said, make sure you got your notifications over TAT, and as soon as something breaks, um, again, you'll be the first to know. But Jamie. Do you agree with Connor or do you have a, a different approach? What's your thoughts, mate, on Yuri? I personally don't think he'd be the one to come in. I, as a guess, obviously, I, I don't have a clue. Don't know more anyone more than anyone else does. But I wouldn't 
I, I'd be happy with it. I wouldn't throw my toys out the pram if, if Tielemans came through the door. He's brilliant on the ball. He's a really, really uh, skillful player, bags of potential. Uh, and he's a midfielder that can bring goals from the midfield, which is important, something that we've lacked it over the last couple of years and people um, have said we need more of. So he could provide that. People are talking about his athleticism and he's tracking back. If we did go on to sign him, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that at all because, look, We've had it, we've got a great track track record under Klopp with signings, and these scouts aren't stupid. They'll have a massive list of, of if Tielemans is the one that we're going for, what he's good at, what he's not good at. So they'll know. And if Klopp's plan isn't to have that midfielder of, of to to be athleticism and to press, then I, I wouldn't be concerned because I know Klopp will bring the right man in. So any concerns over his cons to his game probably is not an issue if we go and sign him. I just I don't think he'll be the one because of that flaw. Yeah, I listen, I, I see both sides of it. I've seen videos where off the ball he, he doesn't look great, you know, tracking back, running. And there was one video where he was chasing Declan Rice and he just stopped basically. But Klopp, um there's that there's that phrase, isn't there? Klopp taught Tiago how to press. Like Tiago's even said it himself <laughs> that Klopp taught him how to press. So if you come to this team, you're going to learn how to press. It's as simple as that. You know, you, you can't be lazy in that midfield. And I don't think Liverpool would sign somebody if, if that was a thing. Like, if they thought this guy's not going to put in the effort off the ball, then, I, I yeah, I don't think they're signing. But Sander says, are your sources about Yuri to Liverpool strong? Now, I, I personally don't know. I'll have to ask. But what I do know um, is that we've had... We've had a journalist in our DMs for a long time saying that we've been interested in Tillemans. This isn't just something that's popped up recently. Um, from from what I can see and from what, what we know, Liverpool supposedly have been interested in Tillemans for a long time. So, um, again, that's probably another factor as to why um, why it's looking like it would be him. But, again, Jamie might be right. You know, anything can happen. And you have to remember the transfer world is crazy. Things can change at any minute. So, Tillemans could be the name everyone's saying now and then two days later it could be someone completely different so again it's all so early there's still what four days left five days left is it Thursday the window shuts yeah yeah Thursday yeah. night so Thursday night is still yeah, four morning, five sorry. days left uh, Thursday morning so it's actually Wednesday night going into Thursday well it's the 31st on Wednesday so I assume that it's going to be yeah it shuts it shuts like midnight I've done it on Thursday well, no, oh, yeah. midnight on so, Wednesday, really. Midnight on Wednesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's going to pick up pace. If we're going to sign a centre mid, we're going to know, I'd probably say by t- tomorrow or Tuesday, I guess, because I can't see us waiting that long. If we, if we are going to sign one, like everyone seems to think, um, you know, we, we will move quickly, I'm pretty sure. But let's get into some of your comments then. Um, we've got Ronan Kenny here saying, the more, the more I think about Tillemans, the more warming the more I'm warming to it. I do kind of agree, to be honest. Like At first, when it came out and I saw the link, I was like, nah, not for me. How does he solve our problems? But I guess, you know, he's coming in as like an option at least. Like, and whether we sign him or whether it's someone else, whoever comes in is an improvement on the backups we've got at the minute. You know what I mean? Like, Tillemans coming in now makes us a stronger team. There's no doubt about it because he's got the ability, he's got the experience that Connor said, and he's you know he, he can play in the Premier League. We've seen it. We've seen him have many many good games. Um, so I agree with that. To be honest, when can his transfer be announced? We don't we don't have anything to announce yet. Neither do the club. I, I've made that clear. This is not from Liverpool side. So again, this is coming from Belgium. Uh, the the stuff that we've been told. So. There's nothing to announce yet, mate. Just keep posted. Um, but yeah, let's let's just talk about other players for a second because we, we spoke about Tillemans for a while. If it wasn't Tillemans, then Connor, out of all the players that have been linked, or even if it's not a player that's been linked, forget about Frankie De Jong as well. Oh, actually, no, don't forget oh. about Frankie De Jong. Go on, talk about Frankie De Jong. <laughs> I know that's the one you want. No, no, no. I, I, there's there's two or three I I could talk about. Ruben Neves um, is is a player who excels in my books i think i have i would have a list about of about five um you know for example ruben neves i've seen someone in the chat i've got the chat next to me um i'm just i'm looking at the comment now 
it is Comrade Lima. Uh, Mil- uh, Milinkovic Savic. I can never say his first first name. Um, Milinkovic. Milinkovic Savic. That him. Um, Frankie De Jong, obviously. Ruben Neves. Uh, Comrade Lima doesn't excite me. I'll be brutally honest. Now, if there's anyone who likes Comrade Lima in here, I don't really like him. But that's my opinion. Slate me as much as you want. I just don't think he's <laughs> up to our standard. I think it's more of it would be like an Ozan, uh, it would be Ozan Kabak move, really, because I just don't think he is. I don't think he is the player that we we need. Um, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about a realistic one, and I think I think we'll go with Neves. Obviously, Bruno Lage came out today and said that he was ninety nine percent sure that he would keep Neves uh, this this summer window. He's not one hundred percent sure though, is he? You know, <laughs> but 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 let's be realistic. It's not down to manager; it's down to player. You know, if yeah. the player wants to move, the player can push for the move. Then it's Wolves' decision what they want to do with it. You know, if they if they want to say that he's worth eighty million, I think we're overpaying. I think that's when we've got to sort of look look elsewhere, and Tielemans might be the choice. He does excite me, and I know I don't know how old Ruben Neves is. I believe he's getting on towards his thirties now, if I'm if I'm correct in saying it. So no, I'm, he's twenty five. Neves. He's twenty five. Yeah, he looks about thirty four. I know he does. Um, um, that's just my poor ball knowledge on Wolves players. <laughs> um, but he's he does excite me. He is a good player. He's got attributes to be good. You know, in in a midfield with him, Fabinho, and Thiago when Thiago is fit. That that excites me. Yeah, right, I left Henderson out. You've heard it here first. We don't all love Henderson like people say we do. You know, he I would put him in over Henderson. Um so I, I think I saw uh Harley, I don't know if you've got it there, says that he's not realistic. But if Bruno Lard was hundred percent sure that he wasn't gonna leave, he would have said it. And obviously never said he wants to play Champions League football again. This is his opportunity. He's got he's got four three, four days to, to push that move if he really wants it. Yeah, I think the comments from Neves, um, I think that's quite strange, to be honest, after all the speculation that's going around about him coming out after the game and saying that he, he misses playing Champions League football. Um, Jamie, what's your take, mate? If you if it was up to you, who, who are you bringing into Liverpool? Realistically, unrealistically, give me both. Okay, well, unrealistically, I think everyone's answer would would be De Jong. If we go really un- unrealistic, I'd love, but I'd love Jude Bellingham. But obviously, hopefully that that's <laughs> yeah, saved. Right. Yeah, that's saved for twenty twenty three. Um, but I, I think touch on one play that Connor didn't mention because he's, he he covered a lot of great options there, and that's Moises Casado. Really, mm. really liking oh, for sorry, Brighton. Yeah. yeah, twenty years old. Watched him at Old Trafford absolutely bossed it. it they're not missing Basuma at all and that's because of that's because of Moises Casado um obviously probably won't be expensive but will be they'll be very difficult to deal with we're losing Basuma um in the same window as as Basuma's replacement is probably very 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 difficult and impossible in Brighton's eyes so um but there's a lot of names out. I, I think if De Jong was out the picture, my second option would be the same as everyone else's, Ruben Neves. Defensively today, he looked absolutely brilliant. He was chucking himself in front of every football. He can score goals from midfield from long range, which which is a really good attribute to have um, into a Liverpool team where we want goals from midfield. Uh, but I wouldn't turn my turn my eye to, to any midfielder we've been linked with. I don't know anything about Conrad Lima. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen him play. Um, but I do think that the that, that whoever it is, if, I don't want to jinx us, if we do sign someone, I, I have a feeling it could be like someone just completely out of the blue and no one would be linked with. Uh, that's sometimes, that, that's most of the time how we do our business. So, uh, but, Exactly. But out of the people linked with, it would be De Jong unrealistic. Neves is probably quite unrealistic as it is, but I think Neves would be great as well. But if we're going really realistic, I'd take Moses Casado from Brighton. I agree. Um, like you said, super unrealistic. Jude Bellingham walked in tomorrow, mm. like no two ways about it. But let's just hope that that one's um, been saved for a bit later. De Jong, 
again would be incredible but i just feel like the wages involved in that would be crazy like this club has done so much for Mo Salah to kind of break the wage structure just a little bit. And that's a guy that's been at our club for five or six, seven years now, scored 30 goals a season. He's finally got the money that he just, well, he was, he was on a lot of money anyway. Let's not get that twisted. But he's he's got a contract now which reflects his performances and what he's done for us. So I, I, I can't see a world where a centre mid just comes in and automatically gets 300, 400 grand a week. I just don't see that happening unless he was willing to take a mad pay cut and be on like 200, 250, then maybe. But um, I don't know. Uh, Caicedo. Again, only seen him a few times, but from what I've seen, he looks like a proper player. Um, if Naby does leave, which again we haven't we haven't touched on yet, but the rumours uh, from reliable sources in Germany say that he does want to go. Um, and from what I've seen of Caicedo so far, he he reminds me a bit of Naby. I, I get those vibes, you know, pressing off the ball, very good on the ball, um, linking up play. Like he just looks brilliant, young young addition, and he's nineteen years of age. Um, so again, I can if we don't sign him or if we don't go in for him, I can fully understand it because I feel like he could probably do another season at Brighton and then a big club comes in for him next summer. Um, I feel like that's probably what all the big clubs are thinking right now. Let's see how he gets on in a full season at Brighton and then we'll move next year. Um, there's been a few that we haven't mentioned to be fair. Luka Susic from Salzburg, a player that again has been heavily linked with the club. He's a, I think he's more of an attacking minded centre mid to be fair. Um, he likes to get goals and assists and that kind of makes me think that he's not one we'll bring in this window yeah, because I think that. we've already got that with Carvalho and mm. Elliot now yesterday so I'm not sure about that um, but Barella. listen all, all the ones Barella another crazy one we've not we've not spoken about just, just quickly um, Ben I don't, I don't yeah, know if any of you know because you'll have to fill me in with information what's going on with with um, Gavi is he signed his contract yet or what because like has he only got a year left and I've still not heard anything I, 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 that's very unrealistic but he is a quality bowler yeah I don't think he's signed it to be honest um, I've at the not moment, seen yeah. anything I think, I think so yeah I mean yeah he is um, yeah, yeah. he would be a good addition of course but it does yeah I just checked for July Gabby's current contract runs out runs until the summer of 2023 the camp new side have been in talks to tie him down to a long-term deal for a long time. So nothing's agreed there, um, but we'll see. And this was an interesting comment from Virgil. We did we did report this earlier. Um, he didn't he didn't say the things in brackets, by the way. People are getting mixed up. The things in brackets is the top that he's been asked about. So I don't think they will stop progressing if we sign someone. He's basically saying that um, the argument... People say, oh, if we sign someone, that's going to hinder Elliot or that's going to hinder Carvalho. Virgil's just saying it, it won't. But I think, let me just check, because I, I'm pretty sure Virgil did say that we need lots of centre-mids because of how we play. Um, so, look, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm going to ask you guys now, right, because I did see a, a comment earlier, which I wanted to talk about. Ah, the comments have answered here. the Gavi one. Thank you. Boys, do you both think that we sign someone this week? Be honest, if you don't, that's absolutely fine. But, um, yeah, based on everything we've read so far, do you think a centre-mid walks into Liverpool in this week coming? Connor first. Ooh. Um, Caught you off guard there, mate. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think we do. I've seen a lot of comments. Obviously, this is if you wonder why I keep looking at it, it's because I've got the stream up as well and comments. Um yeah, I think we do. I hope it's not a gap filler. Um, I really hope it's not a, a gap filler. We saw what happened last time when we signed Kabak. And um, yeah, just really hope it's nothing like that. Um, a lot of people are saying no. I can, well, not, I can see a few people are saying no. I, I just, I think I've seen, as, as, as we've read it, Liverpool are very good at getting deals done quickly if they, if they want to. I think that's saying that I think that's the key word or the key phrase in that sentence. If they want to, and, and you're right in what you said about Van Dyke earlier. I just checked the tweet. It says uh, if you look at the games we play, the amount of games we play, we need lots of midfielders. You know, it's not only Klopp saying we need a midfielder now. It's now our main centre half, someone who would have been who could be captain in 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 long term if he if he decides to stay. That's a leader saying that we need midfielders, and I mean Hardy makes a good yeah exactly the fact we haven't heard might be a good thing and that's something important as well 
Um, for me, I think we do. I don't know who it will be. Casado, I'd love. I don't even know how I forgot him. Um, <laughs> Casado, I'd love. Neves, I'd love. Lima, prove me wrong if he does. It prove me wrong <laughs> if that's what I say about him. I mean, I like Bundesliga. I watch quite a bit of Bundesliga. I enjoy it. Um, it's something different. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I think he is a a player that would fit into someone like West Ham, someone who is fighting for for Europa League. You know, I think he's that type of player. I don't know. It's true. I don't think he is. No, no, no. I'm laughing at this. Oh, what's that? I'll bring you a Mil- Yeah. But again, Milner is someone good for young players if he decides to stay on a bit like Jay Spearing coming back. You know, he's done he's done a job for he's done a job for, for the um the under twenty ones. But yeah. um yeah, to cut really straight to the point, yes, I think we'll sign someone. I don't know who we'll sign. If it's Lima, prove me wrong. If it's Neves, if it's De Jong with four days to go, very unlikely. I mean I don't know if De Jong played today, to be honest. Um I'm just checking now. He didn't. He come on. He come on with, okay, uh, with okay, 29 well, minutes right, to come. Fair enough. So, Listen, let me just um, let me just say before we go to Jamie, right? We've got um, John Henry going to Liverpool versus Bournemouth at 3 p.m. <laughs> right? Now, Black I, go to, as well. I, I go to a few Liverpool games. Not fortunate enough to have a season ticket like Jamie. But I've never seen that man at the ground. Never seen him there. And uh, Jamie, I bet you can probably count on one hand how many times you've seen him there. So, for me, that's very suspicious. John Henry has turned up to the ground to watch Bournemouth versus Liverpool at a 3pm kickoff time. On the back of Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp making a U-turn on his, his centre mid stance. So, Jamie, have you got anything to add on that? Do you think that that means something's happening behind the scenes, or do you think it's just a coincidence that John Henry wants to see the Reds play footy? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't actually put two and two together, to be honest, uh, <laughs> until you mentioned it. Um, it could be a shout. It, it could be a strange coincidence. I don't have a. I, I don't have a clue. Well, how maybe, many times I, maybe, do you see him at the ground much when you go? No, of course not. We we, we know he's he's bothered about his American. Team does he go? Or... To, yeah. Does he go to many games? though? I don't think. No, I think that's not no, the same he doesn't, situation. He doesn't. But it was the same situation with the Red Sox. I don't think he goes to many of their mm. like. He doesn't go to yeah. many of their games either. No, no. You know, the man just likes making money. Yeah. Well, maybe it's about it. a midfielder. I, I I don't know why why he'd come over. Because, like, obviously we know it's Julian Ward. He's just got to um, pay the cheque. But hopefully he's come over to sign the ch- sign the cheque. Maybe Klopp told him, look, we're, we're smashing Bournemouth 9-0 tomorrow. You might you might want to come and see it. Um, so I don't know if it's coincidence or not. But I do think we sign a midfielder. Just, just because of Klopp's comments, I'd be very disappointed uh, if we don't, because I've got my hopes up now. I think Klopp, in the embargo section of his press conference, where, where it's all been linked from, he didn't have to say it. He wasn't forced into saying, right, we're looking at a midfielder. He kind of said it on the back of whether we need one. And he admitted that he was wrong, that we that we do need one. And if we need one, I really do think we'll get one. So it's late, but maybe, look, I think someone said that um, it's too late and we too late to make a move now. Maybe we're making moves uh, Fabrizio came out and said that a lot of people were interested in and, and made inquiries about Jude Bellingham. I can guarantee one of the clubs was us surely after the links with us, with, with Bellingham. Um, so maybe we're trying. I think I think it could come Tuesday. I think Tuesday's the day. Um, but that's that's a complete guess, obviously. Um, but I, I'm confident we get one. Listen, guys, uh, make sure you've all got your notification on for TAT, like I said, because we'll. For sure, we'll be doing a deadline day space. I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that. Um, which is, if you don't know, spaces on Twitter. It's like a, a, a conversation. You can join it. You can request to speak and give your, your opinion. So we'll, we do those every game. And then obviously, if something breaks through, we, we do a Twitter space as well. So make sure you get involved. Deadline day, there probably will be one. I'll make sure that gets sorted. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everyone that we've been linked with or that we want. Um, and... Round versus all I want is a Paul Joyce 10 30 pm tweet. I mean, we've still got an hour to go, we're not going to stay on for an hour. Um, but listen, 
like I said, hopefully we'll get some news soon. And uh, if we do, I, I'd expect things to move very quickly. But moving on then from centre mids, we, again, we could speak about this all day. We've got Newcastle on Wednesday. And we're not going to talk about this too much, but um, just to wrap up the stream, which has been incredible, by the way. Big up to everyone in the comments. Um, it's been an amazing conversation. Everyone's been in here giving their opinions. Make sure you go on Sporting in to continue this conversation. We're there all, all day, pretty much. Whenever you guys want to chat, we're there. So, yeah, link in the description for that. Um, but Wednesday, guys. Um, Connor, I mean, after that 9-0 nine, nine, nine win, how are you feeling about this one? Because Newcastle... They have been very good this season. From what I've seen, you know, the, the City game and other result, other games as well, even like when they've not necessarily got the result, I feel like they've still played well. They've still been a threat. Surely we've got to be confident about winning though, right? I'm excited. Um, I'm very excited. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's nice to, to see uh, under the lights again. Yeah. Um, Newcastle played all right. To, oh, I don't think they played well. They, they played okay. Um, which is a good sign for us. Do I think Newcastle will play like that against us? No. Um, I think every team, and this is where this is where people sometimes don't understand. Every team wants to beat Man City and Liverpool. If you get a result against them two, like Palace, like United, like Fulham have already got, they've had their big day out. And I don't mean it to sound big-headed, and I don't mean it to sound cocky, but many clubs focus solely on Liverpool, and Man City. Take Palace when Palace were two 0 up, they thought they were going to fly against City. They lost four two. You know they were one 0 up against us. They thought they were going to fly. They only got a point. You know they still got a point. But I think we'll see a different Newcastle side. I think Seth Maximan versus Trent will be exciting if he plays on the left. I don't know if he plays on the right. He changed. He chops and changes quite a bit. Yeah, man. Um, injured. Oh, is he? He he was Maybe. holding his hamstring today. Yeah. Uh... Well, I, I knew he scored late, so I didn't know that had um, that had happened. I, I was actually a cricket saddo. Um but <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, uh, I'm excited. I think if we, I think we should start with the same team. I know we'll we'll put our predicted lineup out as um, as like a, a a Twitter page anyway. I think we start with the same team that that started on um, on Saturday and looked to kick on from there. But I'm positive a Salah masterclass because he didn't score in, in or any goal contribution in those nine goals yesterday. So mm. I'm just waiting for the Salah masterclass, maybe a triple captain. Who knows? Absolutely. And we'll see what happens with St. Maximan. If he plays, he does scare me. I'm not going to lie. He's, I've always said it, out of the big six teams, he's my favourite player to watch. He's just an absolute joy. Um Preferably not against us because we know what Trent can be like when he, he's not at his best defensively and St. Maximin against him is a scary thought to me. But um, Jamie, this comment also says that Jamarez uh, will possibly... Wait, no, I think Jamarez might be back for this game. Um, sorry, I read that wrong. Um, Eddie Howe is a doubt. Is he a doubt? So, okay, I didn't see that. But one thing I did see today, mate, is that Alexander Isak or Isak... Isaac, I don't know. Isaac. I call him Isaac. I don't know what you guys call him. Um, but apparently they're getting him ready for this game, mate. So if he starts, I don't. How much of him have you seen? Uh, is he a player that you'd be you'd be worried of in front of goal? Yeah, I, I have no doubt that they're getting him ready. That he will be ready. They've they've broke the record signing for him. There's no doubt they'll chuck him straight in over Chris Wood. Um, <laughs> it's. Look, I've, be I've, I've barely watched him. He had a great Euros in, w in which I've seen bits of him playing for Sweden. Uh, but the um, it's a big miss for them having Callum Wilson out. You've seen the threat that he causes um, already he caused against City. So I'd, I hate saying stuff before the game just in case it comes back to bite you. But I think as of right now, I'd fear Callum Wilson more than I'd fear Isaac just because Isaac's not been to the Premier. He's got a big test up against Van Dijk as it is. Um, but look, he, he, he could cause trouble. I'm not sure. I, I, I think it would be a, a bigger miss for them is Callum Wilson. And it would be even bigger if St. Maximin and Guimaraes and Trippier follow that list. We're playing Newcastle at a perfect time if they're all out. 
Uh, and then you're thinking, how's Isaac going to get the ball? I don't really rate Ryan Fraser. I don't really rate Miguel Almiron in terms of scoring goals in, in that sense. So Isaac will be the, the, the man to do it if anyone does. But I, I better be careful what I say just in case it comes back to bite me. Yeah, you don't want to get clipped. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. And I guess that a good way to finish this off, um, we'll all give our preferred 11s. Not necessarily predicted. What we want, I think, is always the best way to, to say it. Predicted is more of what the manager will go with. So we'll say preferred. Um, so, Connor, what are you going to go with, mate, for this? Uh, Kelleher. Just sim it now. Alisson. Alisson. Trent. Gomez, Van Dijk, Robertson, um, potentially Tsimikas, because Tsimikas come on and had two assists, by the way. So mm-hmm. he looked bright immediately. So you would have actually, I would have thought we would have started Tsimikas against Bournemouth rather than Newcastle. You may see that now. If it was me, I'd prefer Robertson, but I'm just thinking logically that might be a, an option. Um, Fab, I would start Elliot and Carvalho. Um, yeah, I, I like Henderson. I just think Fab and Carvalho could excel together. I want to see them play together for 45 to, to 60 minutes just to see what they bring us. But maybe it's a bit too attacking in the sense that going forward, it may be a little bit too, you know, we, we, we might get caught on the counter a little bit and, and sort of overrun in the middle of midfield if they're caught out of position. And, but then it'd be Diaz, Salah and uh, Firmino for me. So, um, yeah. Oh, Jamie, what would yours be, mate? Uh, I'd keep it short and simple, mate. I'd go unchanged. Don't fix what's not broken. I, I, I thought it ran, ran really well uh, against Bournemouth. Hopefully, it'll do the same against Newcastle. I like Connor's shout of Simikaz. <laughs> Looked very good when he when he got on, got in some great position. I think he was one, what one of the cop that wanted ten, um, because he was flying down that left side. Two assists as well it was brilliant, but. The fact that he brought Robertson off for 20 minutes to go suggests to me that, that he, he give him a bit of 20 minutes rest for Newcastle and he will play him. But I'll keep it short and simple. I'll go I'll go and change for Newcastle. Yeah, no, I'm I'm inclined to agree, to be honest. I think the only the only thing that you could possibly change is Carvalho comes in somewhere, but I don't know where for. Um unless we get players back this week, which I'm sure we'll we'll know more about in the next couple of days, really. You know, I might be tempted to go with something else, but we'll go. We'll go for a couple of these. Um, Allison, Trent, Gomez, Van Dijk, Simicast, Elliot, Fabinho, Carvalho. Wow, Diaz, Firmino, Salah. That's bold. Uh, Elliot, Carvalho, and Fabinho is the three. That's interesting. Um, I watch Firmino, but can he keep doing that week in week out? Definitely not. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the what we're asking for from Firmino at the age of what? What is he? Thirty-one now? Thirty? Dude, I, I don't think we're asking for a bit of consistency. Yeah, so we're not asking for him to go on. No, I just, I just, I think that with, you know, how many players can you see keep that up that have five goal contributions a game? You know, <laughs> let's not let's not forget that this man is is over thirty now. He's part of this aging Liverpool side that can't do it anymore. And yeah. you know, if he does that, but does it consistently? Maybe one goal contribution every two games, one game. You know. Don't forget, Nunes is coming back after this Newcastle game. He may miss out. So it's the people that are saying, can he do it week in, week out? Definitely not. We know that. That's pretty obvious. I don't think Harlan could do it week in, week out. We saw his we saw him have his awful performance against Bournemouth and then play well against Palace. You know, no player can keep that up. It's just when it matters, can Firmino do it? And I think he can. I agree. 100%. Just having someone there to fall back on and rely on because, as this comment says, um, I miss Jota as well. Can't lie. I miss Jota so much. I'm a huge Diogo fan. Um, a lot of people in our own in our own fan base say some crazy stuff about him. Oof. He can't link up play. He can't do this. He can't do that. He can put the ball in the back of the net and that's his job. So, um, hopefully, he'll be back really soon because once he's back, once a couple of the centre-mids are back, we're looking good, man. Like I, I feel like that's literally been the issue. Um, that we don't have a squad to choose from and last season we did so listen we could again we could sit here all day talking about the centre mids talking about what we want to do but we're going to try to keep this podcast to an hour I think that's the the sweet spot of um, 
listening time and watching time. So once again, chat, thank you so much for your interaction. It's been crazy. And if, if I haven't got around to um, getting your comment on the screen, I do apologize, but there is so much to read, so much to talk about. Make sure you get involved on Sporting and it's the best app uh, you can you can get really in terms of like looking at football stats, tables, fixtures, st- um, comparisons with players, all that kind of stuff, predicted lineups, group chats, uh, we're literally in there right now. I got a notification a couple of minutes ago talking about Tillemans. So um, download it, link in the description. Uh, once again, thank you for our amazing sponsors, Sporting In, uh, for sponsoring this podcast once again. And we will see you guys after the Newcastle game. So take care and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.